Today's daf is actually Samach Vav. We are still holding on Samach Hey, Ahmed Aleph, at the Mishnah towards the top of the Ahmed. Let's get moving. So, Mishnah. So, man says to woman, I married you. He says, No. He said, You did not marry me. So, now we're going to be introduced to a concept over here which is known in the Gemara as Shavya Inish Chatiche Di A person can put on himself an Isser. Meaning there's certain things that are objectively Osir, certain things can be subjectively Isser. If I say something is Osir to me, then I have to deal with its Osir, but it doesn't necessarily impact on everybody amount. So now the man is saying, you're married to me. So he's created an Isser in terms of, he's saying is, for example, he's not allowed to have relations with her sister. Because now that he's saying he's also to her, so he's married to her, so now the sister becomes a surah. On the other hand, but she, you're saying, I, you didn't marry me. So the issa that he's putting is only putting an issa himself. It doesn't put a restraint on her. So he's going to have four cases over here of the same concept. So, so again, so the first case was that uh, he says, I married you. She says, no, you didn't. So who also he becomes also in her relatives, but he muteres but she's muteres in his relatives. Case one. Second case, he omeres kiteshtani. She says, you married me. For who we're talking about, never married you. In this case, who he can have relations with her sister because according to him, he never married her. But she, she is prohibited in his relatives. By the way, she would be asura with anybody right now until he gives a get. But even if he gives a get, she would still remain prohibited, right? Kidashtich. Now, so case number three is, she's saying, I agree there was a marriage, but you didn't marry me, you married my daughter. So he says, I married you, and she's saying, you married my daughter. So who also bekrovas gdoilo? He is prohibited in the uh, and, and the relative is the older woman. The older woman is the, ma- is the mother. He is also, because he said, I married the mother, so therefore he's also in all of the mother's relatives. The mother who said, you never married me, she's muteres in all of his relatives. Now, on the other hand, the mother said, you married my daughter. He is muttering all of the daughter's relatives. The daughter's relatives that would not be the mother's relatives. How is it possible for there to be daughter's relatives, not the mother's there? Let's say she had a sister from another father. Right? So you got to, whatever, you can work it out. But, Victana, the daughter herself, who never said, I'm also an anyone, so she is Muteres Bekroivov, she's allowed to have, uh, she, she, she's not prohibited in, the, uh, in, his, in his relatives. That's case number three. Case number four. Kidashti es bitech, he says like this, you uh, married my, es uh, uh, he says, you, uh, I married your daughter. He comes and says, I married your daughter. This is the flip to case number three. So therefore, he says, I married your daughter. But he all marries lucky dash. Oh, you see, it wasn't my daughter, it was me. Right? So Moses says, who also the Kroivov? Kroivov's Kitana. He becomes also in the younger woman's relatives, which means he said, I married the daughter. So he's also in the daughter's relatives. Kitana Muteres Bekroivov. The daughter's Muteres with his relatives. Why? Because the daughter never said that she got married. The mother said that you married the daughter. The daughter never said that. So the daughter's allowed to have relations with his relatives. And who, uh, 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 he's allowed to have relations with the mother's relatives because he said, I married the daughter. I never said, I married God. the mother. And the mother is a surabakrovav, is prohibited in his relatives. The mother said, You married me. So therefore, she's also in his relatives. 
So Mara says like this. I'm going to say means what is the notion you have telling me all these four cases? Basically, what you're trying to establish a principle is that there is something that can be a subjective prohibition. Based on what you're saying, we're going to hold you responsible to the issue based on what you're saying. Why do you have four examples of the same point, right? So Mara says like this. If you only had case number one. So what's case number one say? It says like this, that he said that I married you, right? He says, I married you. And she says, no, you didn't marry me. So she's muttering his relatives, he's also in her relatives. She says, you know what you might say is as follows. Back in the day when a man could have more than one wife, there's really not much, you could argue there's not much uh, impact negatively on him. Because bottom line is, even if he's not 100% sure, he's not careful, for him to say, I married you is not a big deal because he's got all, all the other fish in the, in, in the sea. It doesn't affect him. And he, he can marry, uh, you know, but, but, so therefore case number one to say that she is not bound on what he is saying, I understand because with what he's right. saying, you could say is, okay, we're gonna hold you responsible, nobody else, because you know, you don't, you're not as careful because it doesn't impact you so negative. But case number two, where she's saying, you married me, a woman would be very careful because when she says you married me, she's now prohibiting herself from anybody. She's a married woman. If he doesn't want to give her a get, she is stuck, right? Vita takes the position as well. I didn't marry you, and I'm not even going to give you a get. So therefore, so you might say that a woman would not say that statement indiscriminately. Indiscriminately. She would be very careful. And you know what? If in fact she is so careful, you might have thought not only does she become also to his relatives, maybe that statement would be powerful enough to say he should become also to her. Kamash Malah, no. It's only vis-a-vis her, but it doesn't impact on him. That's why you need to have case number two. So therefore, like this. Because a person doesn't have so much an impact, he doesn't care that much. Well, Mikrivaman, he'll say he'll say what he's saying without being discriminated, uh, without discriminating. He won't be so careful about But for her to make such a statement, which is case number two, Emma Elok If she wasn't certain, she wasn't precise in her words. Hava Amrish maybe would never said it. And the fact she said it maybe that should impact him. In her relatives as well. Kamash Malana still only goes one way. Okay, so I understand why you have case number one and you add it to it, case number two. All right, now, Kidash Div, he married. Now it says, Asul Amali. Now, why do you have the case number three? What is case number three? She says that you married, he says, I married you, and she says, No, you married my daughter, right? So we said, bottom line is, She's mutter and his relatives because she never said I married you, and he's also, and, and he's also in her relatives. But his mutter and the relatives of the daughter, and the daughter is not a surah b'chlal. Okay, that was the ruling. So Moses says, why do you need that case? And Moses says, I'll tell you why you need that case because we just learned a few days already is that the Torah gives a certain power to a father over his daughter. A, he's allowed to marry her off when she's a nara and a katana, and B, we said he can also establish. 
her being Asura. If he comes and says, my daughter is married, we say he's believed to say that. He doesn't have to bring witness. I, he's believed to say, I married of my daughter. So you might think like this, that it's true on a total level, a mother does not have that control over her daughter. But we know that the rabbi said that if the father is not around, the father is dead, the mother can marry off the daughter. So you might think just as the Torah, the rabbis gave the right for a mother married daughter, maybe they also give the believability that if she says, you married someone, that daughter Taka would become a surah. The same way we see by a father can do it of his daughter on a Torah level, you might think the mother can do it on the daughter on, the, on, a, on a rabbinical level. So therefore then the daughter would become Asur in his relatives. Kamash that no, she does not have that ability. So I would have thought to say, the same way as we see that in Torah, the father give, the, the Torah gives believability to the father. So therefore, so therefore you might think that same believability is given on a rabbinical level to the mother of the daughter who becomes Surabidibura with the words of the mother. Kamash Malana does not. So we've explained one, we've explained two, we've explained three. Now let's go to four. He comes and says, I married the daughter. And she says, no, you married me. So why do we have to have the case number four? Someone says, you're right. You don't really need case number four. But same way as we had a, a case number one and the flip to it. And we have case number three. So once we have case number three, which was necessary, we just give the contrast and the opposite case. That's why it's just there for the symmetry of, uh, of, this, uh, of this Mishnah. Okay. Now, we're going to have a statement that seems to be a machlokas rav and shmuel, and it seems to be pertinent to the cases of our Mishnah, and we're going to try and figure out where it makes sense in our Mishnah, and then we'll go back and revise the statement. It was stated, Rav Amar Kofin. Rav says, you force him. Shmuel Amar Bakshim says, you ask him. Now, the Gemara assumes right now what it means is that there is a case in our Mishnah where the ruling would be that you force him to give a get. And Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says we can't force him to get give a get. The most we can do is we ask him to give a get. Now, which case is it going on? Aha. If it's going on the first case, can't be the first case. Because the first case, what was the case over there? He said, I married you. And she said, no, you didn't. I mean, she doesn't need a get. She doesn't need a get. We don't even have to ask him to give a get. She's muteras without that. So it can't be going in the first case. There's neither requirement there of forcing even asking, right? It's going on the second half of the first case. That means case number two. Because there she said, you married me. And he's the one that says, I didn't. Now, in that case, in her ma- mind, she is a surah to him. She needs a get from him. In his mind, I don't. So in such a case, that's where you could argue that, listen, we want to do her a solid. We want to help her out. So over there, she needs the get. So when it says like this, but I understand Shmuel's position that you ask him. Makes sense you ask him because from his perspective, Taka, it, there's, there's nothing there. So you ask him. But Lachai makes sense. But to force him, what right do we have to force him to give a get? Now Rashi says, even though there is a din of kaifin almidas don, that sometimes to do the right thing, we can force him to do the right thing, as long as it doesn't have a negative impact on you. But here it might have a negative impact. No, no, that, 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 I don't think it would be able to make him have to, uh, may, we'll see. But, there will, but I don't think we'll, if, if we're doing it as a favor to her, I don't think it would make him But But what it would create is if he said, I never married you, and she said, and we make him give a get, now he's made it that she's his grusha. 
he now becomes Usher and all her relatives because she's his grusha. So there is a downside over here because if you force him to do it, it's, so you can't say, well, force him because what, what does he care? He does care because once you established her as his divorcee, he becomes Usher and her mother and her sister, all the relatives become Usher to him. Sumer says like this. Sumer says, Sumer says, Kaifin Amai. So Amar because he's, why can't he say, I don't want to divorce her, to eat of a craver, because that only forced me now. Now I'm not Usher and her relatives, but forcing me to give a get, I've become Usher and her relatives. Ella says, my Actually, the, the, the ruling of Rav and Shmuel were not a contradiction, but they were complementing one another. These are two things that go hand in hand. They weren't arguing, and it was actually not discussing what we're talking about. It's not that one said you ask for a get, and one said you force a get. We saw that can't be the pshat in our Mishnah. So what is it going on over here? So therefore, like this. Amar Shmuel, Mevachim get. So that we said makes sense. That in case number two, where she saying, I'm married, he said, I did not marry you, we ask him to do her a favor. We ask him to give a get, right? Now, and this is what you were talking to. Amar Rav, what happens if we didn't have to ask him? Initially, he said, I didn't marry you. And then on his own volition, he goes and gives her a get without even asking. Now, what Rav is saying is the fact that he went on his own volition, not even being asked, what does that indicate? That he was really married. That he was really married. And therefore, in this case, we can force him to give a get. Um, to give a, to give a, uh, to give a ksuba. Meaning, you're right. If he's doing her a favor, she asked and he said, fine, or we asked him, fine. And then we can't get, you know what, I'm not going to make him have to pay the ksuba. But where he went on his own without even being asked, after he first denied her, and then he went and did it, that implies that what she was saying is correct. In such a case, we can turn around and force him to give a ksuba. So the forcing that Rav is talking about, not forcing him to give a get, it's actually forcing to give a ksuba after he went in and grinned. So he says, Amar Rav, in Nosan, on his own volition, he gave a get, so then Kofin also lit a ksuba. Itmar Nami, it was stated as well, the same exact idea. Amar Rav, Ada, Barava, Bara, Acha, Amar Rav, Amrila Amarav Acha Barav Ada Amarav Amnuna Amarav, just the way there was a Ramnuna inside or not inside. So Moses says, Kaifin Amavakshin. He says, We force and we ask. How can it be both? Talk to me, force and we ask. So, Hakaka Amar. Mavakshin Memenaliten get. In order for to get a get, the most you can do is you can ask him. But im nasan ma'atma, if he went on his own and gave the get, which shows that he's now there's credibility to her her, her claim. So kaifanoisa, then you go ahead and force him to give the ksuva. So this actually is exactly the same thing as we explained before. Amar of Yehuda, hamekadesh be'ed echa. Now we're gonna have a big sugya over here. We normally say that when you change status of a person in an erva. That you're like the situation of an, an, an erva, to establish an erva, to, to, to uh, execute based on a, a violation, of, right? You, you normally need two witnesses, right? What happens if you did Kedushin with only one, right? So what is the status over there? So, this is the same thing as a davash of erva, you're changing her status. To change her status, you need two. One aid is insufficient. Now Rashi points out that you need at least, the Shiloh would only be by one, without an aid at all, because there is precedent, because you could say we learn out the laws of, er, of, of Erva from the laws of Mammon. Now even though by Mammon you need to have two, but one aid still has significance because one aid can elicit an oath. So there is some koach to one A. So what if you did Kedushin with one A? So the one that says, it's nothing. We don't even, there's not even a, a chashash, or not even a consideration. 
So now we up the ante. What happens? That maybe where there's one aide and both husband and both man and woman say that, we, we never got married, then I understand. Maybe you can't, the one aide meaningless. But what if both the husband and wife say, yeah, yeah, we got married. So they're now substantiating what the aide Echad said. Is that case, does that create more credibility or not? So really what the Mor is asking is the problem of one aide is a credibility issue or is it just a legal mechanism that has to be two? Because if it's a credibility situation that you have to have two to be believed, but if they both agreeing, then what? Then we should be okay. One should be okay. Why is it like this? So mine. So they came to Rabbi Yehud and said, you said one eight's not, not good enough. What if both husband and wife say that they, they corroborate the testimony of the woman? So first he said in, he said yes. Then he said low, then he said no. But it was uncertain in his hands. He wasn't sure what the ruling is. Okay, so itmar. This was stated. So Shmuel said, not even a Shiloh, that even if both parties agree to the Eid Echad, the mechanics of a Kedushan require what? That there be two witnesses. The, under the chuppah, the most important uh, person or persons under the chuppah are, is not the rabbi, it's not, it's the adim. Without the adim, there cannot be a kedushin. So Rav asked Rav Nachman the following question. Our Mishnah, a person says to a woman, I married you, but he marries Loki the and she says, No, you didn't marry me. Who also his words are at least effective to assert him in her relatives. But he Muteras but since she doesn't agree, so then she is Muteras Now what's the case over here? If there were witnesses, then what's the problem? Then how can she deny it? How can she? she they both married a hundred percent if there were witnesses. So I'm my mutters with Why should mutters Krovin? Vida Leica ate him. Let's say there was no witnesses at all. So there's no witnesses at all. That was not even a question. Then the bottom line is that how does how does his admission have any impact? So therefore, am I also the Krovin? Why is he also in her one? Elulav must be the eight echad. Means there's an eight echad. Now the issue is he's supporting the eight echad, and she's going against the eight echad. But what do you see? That if the eight echad has support, then we have to lend credence at least so to the one that's not. supporting. So that's what that would. But you see, it's not just that we don't look at it at all. It's a kasha we ask on Shmuel. Shmuel, how am I asking? And going to Amar Le La Kidash Tivrifnei Pleni Pleni. The case he's talking about that he is saying, no, I got married in front of Reuven and Shimon that were the Aiden. I right, let's go ask Reuven and Shimon. They weren't around. And she's saying, never happened. No Bedin, no Reuven, no Shimon. So that's the case over here. But now, again, in his, that's why from his perspective, he is usher because from his perspective, there were all the mechanisms that were in place from there to be a valid Kedushin. All right, Ace now the one is going to assume the case over here, this is a Mishnah that we had in Gittin. The case over here was as follows. Person who had divorced his wife, she's his divorcee. And then we see that they spend the night together in a hotel. Now the Gmar assumes right now is that, that they were seen being intimate. That's the assumption right now. So Beshama says, no, you don't need a get. 
right? Because what's the concern over here? That one of the three ways to Makadosh and Isha is with beer. So maybe the beer they had was done to, uh, to reestablish the marriage, to consummate the, uh, the marriage. So therefore, don't need another get. You do. What's the case? If there were witnesses there that they were being intimate to my time, said, how can Beishama just offer, say that she's not Begadah? How do you know? They was Adim, there was Bia. Why are you assuming that they're not that she's not Begadah? And you should need a second get, at least Misafek. And either later aid him, and let's say there was no aid him at all, then my time would be silo. Without aid him, we said there's no mechanism at all of it. Amen. So, El Allah, the aid echad. Must be the case over here, aid echad. And that's the case over here, Machlokas. Beisham, I say, it doesn't matter. Aid echad is nothing. Beisilo is saying, which we passed on the Beisilo, that an aid echad does make a create a problem. Kasha and Shmuel, because Shmuel said Allah is even with an aid echad, even if they both agree, it doesn't do anything. So the Tamech, Moses is saying, the case that you have, your way you're understanding the case, how do you understand the second part of that Mishnah? What does it say over there? Emma Sefer says, Umoidim, that both Beisham and would agree, let's say they did get divorced, but the, divorce, the marriage originally only had gone to the first level, was only Erisin. They had never been intimate yet because they never had chuppah. And then they were seen together, right? Everyone agrees you don't need another get. Now, the question is like this. If you're learning the case is they were seen being intimate, right? That was the case. So if they were seen being intimate, who cares whether or not the first time they got divorced was the fact is they're seen being intimate and if you're concerned that that might be an intimacy for the sake of marriage so then the Chara why could they say if they sell a little bit of a shama you don't have to worry in this case of course you should have to worry it's says like this why, and what is the problem because we don't have to be concerned because he doesn't have that affinity towards her because they only had Aresim but they're having relations what do you mean he obviously he's got, he's got feelings for her he's having relations with her now, if you tell me one aid works, and it works, therefore, when, they, when, when they, in the case of when, when, when they're intimate in the first half of the Mishnah, so then why doesn't it work in the second half of the Mishnah? The case is completely different. The witnesses over here did not witness them being intimate. They only witnesses them being secluded. And the question is, can we draw an inference from the fact that they've gone into this hotel and they secluded without anybody watching them, that obviously what must be going on is they're being intimate. That is the Shiloh over here between the Machlogs Beisham and Beisilo. So what is it like this? How am I asking going to Ika Eda Yichud? There were Adim that they were Meyachid, that they secluded. But Lake Eda Bia, but there were no Adim that there was actually intimacy. If there was that actually was intimacy, then even Beishamah would say, we have a problem over here. Right? They shamay sabri, they shamay of the opinion that what is that lo uh, amrina, we don't say that we don't make the next infer, we don't infer from the fact that we're meyachet, you can also infer that that be, and therefore the most you have here is, uh, is, is that they were secluded. Secluded doesn't make them marry, right? Basil say no, that listen, there's a history over here. They've been intimate before, and, therefore, and they were married before. So you have to assume that they're going to be intimate, and therefore once you assume they're intimate, you have to worry that maybe that intimacy was, for the sake of Kedushin, you need a get. So therefore, Basil Savri, Amin and Hain Hain, Eide Yechud, Hain Hain Eide Bia. 
right? And now the second half of the Mishnah makes sense. If they only had had Erisin before, then there's no need to assume that they were intimate because they never had that affinity before on a physical level. So therefore they secluded. You don't have to assume in that case, top of of Samachem and Beis. So therefore that's the Ika. Now, so Moses is like this. Then you don't have to assume because they're secluding that it was also Bia. Anyway, the point is you don't have a raya about eight echad. I'm not talking about echad, I'm talking about two Aiden, two Aiden, but they never saw them being intimate, they only saw them being secluded. Alright. So therefore, this uh, statement over here in the name of Rav is corroborating what we said before in the name of Shmuel, that unless you have two witnesses, there is not even a chashash that they are married. That if a person was Makadosh with Eid Echad, Beidina Rabbah, the great based in Amri, already ruled upon that, that any Chosh Kedushin, you do not have to worry about the Kedushin. Man based in Rabbah, who was the great based in? So it was Rav. That was like we said before, Rav's based in rule that if it's Eid Echad, you don't have to worry about it at all. Now there is another version of this. Igra Amri, some say, I'm Rabbah, Rabbah, Fuhuna. I'm a Rav, I'm a Kaddish Be'eid Echad. That a person got married with a one Eid. Be'edina Rabbah Amri, Eid Choshesh, and Kedushin. Now in this case, Rav was the one making the statement. So you can't say he's talking about Be'edina Rabbah's own based in. He wouldn't call his own based in great based in. So who's referring to man based in Rabbah? Was his own Rebbe, was Rabbein HaKadosh. Rebbe's based in was the one, according to this version, who made that ruling. So anyway, the bottom line is, at this point, it seems to be a pretty strong consensus that if an Eid Echad sees a marriage, even if, we had before, that the Chassan and Kala agree that they are married, but if it's only one Eid, then what's the ruling? One Eid is not... Nothing. No, anyway. has a question from the following, I guess it's a brysa over here. What does it say? So you have a situation where two people showed up from two men, the Isha Imayan. So you have two men and a woman that have come now from across the ocean. And they have a package with them that's got uh, financial uh, items that are financially worth a sum of money. Let's go. A is A, B, and C. A and B are the two men. C is the woman. So A says, C is my wife. And B is my slave. So basically, I, she's married to me and he is my slave. And this happens to be my bundle. All right? Now, what does B say? The opposite. Yes, C is my wife. She's my wife. And A is my Evan. All right? Now, what is the Isha's Evan? And it's my bundle. So, the Isha Omeris, A Lushne Avoda. She says, one second. I'm not married to either of them. They both happen to be my slaves. And you know what? And the package? The Chavilo Sheli is mine. All right? Now, what is the ruling over there? The ruling is, Tzricha Shnei Gitin. For her to become Mutaris, to marry anyone, each one of them has to give her a get. 
And the fact that each one of them are given yet, the ksuva has to be given, meaning that the, 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 so after you'd have to give her the ksuva, and then after whatever's left, there is claims financial on after the ksuva has been paid on it. But that's the ruling over there. Now, what's the case over here? Okay, hechidami. If each one of the men, A, showed up with witnesses that, this is, uh, that, 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 that she's married to him, and B, showed up with witnesses that she's married to B, right? The question is then, one of the two have, uh, have they both have both two witnesses, and she's saying that I married neither, how could she even argue in such a case? Again, she's going against each one that has two witnesses, and on top of that, she should also have not, not have a claim at all to the bundle. The, the most, the, the ruling that she would get a ksuva, that would still be in play. But the reason she'll get the ksuva is because when one of them actually divorces her, or the other one divorces her, so between the two of them, she's gonna be able to collect a ksuva. But, in, but she should have no play at all they, that one's my slave, that one's my slave. How can she go against each one saying, having two witnesses that what? That she's married to them. Tomorrow says like this, Me matzi amra How can she say they're both my avodim and the chavila's bundle is mine? She's going up against two witnesses on each side. So el alav Means each guy must have showed up not with two witnesses, but each guy showed up with one witness. But that's a little difficult too, because the rule usually is when you have one witness going against one witness, they chop them. So therefore, so therefore, contradictory one witnesses, does that ever have any benefit? And if that's, they both chucked, they both thrown out, then it comes out that therefore, it's as if none of them have witnesses, and if none of them have witnesses, then no one has a claim, and why should she even need a get? Right, we say that she needs a get. Why does she need a get? They don't, there's no witnesses at all. So we're like this, Ella uh, must be like this. It must be for her to be permitted to marry anybody. There's no question she's permissible, all right? So now, the point is like this. One witness for each one that's coming, throws out, she can marry whoever she wants. What it's saying is, Meaning, obviously, what is being said over here is that she needs, uh, she, she, that in order for her to get the, uh, the, 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 the uh, have a claim to collect her tsuva, she would have to get a get from each party. All right? So therefore like this. So what's it saying? So therefore like this. So we're not dealing with a case, each one a single... Uh, one second. One second like this. So the, the case over here is, she really should be permitted, but... But he's saying is like this, that in order for her to collect a ksuva, she needs to get a ksuva from, from each. And by the way, the one just throws out parenthetically, it has to be talking about going like Rav Meir, because back in the day, ksuva was, according to Rachami, you can only collect ksuva from land. Yeah. 
So how can you be collecting Huxuva from the package? Rabmer Shit is the Amar Metalta Mishtabli Luxuvasa. That it, that, that you can collect uh, metaltalin, you can collect uh, from metaltalin. We're trying to we're trying to bring a raya that you see that eight echad has an impact. On that we said no. The eight echad can't be told about they had echad eight echad because each one had an eight echad. We would chuck the eight because they're going against one another. So you can't tell the case. So what is so what is the situ- What is the point over here? The point is Shitake is muteris. She would be muteris to get married. In order for her to collect the ksuva, then what would need to happen? She would need to have a get from each one. That's, that's what I was pointing out. But therefore, you cannot bring me a raya that one aid has the ability to uh, create any type of condition. That's the, that's, the, that's the point in what's coming out. All right, now, so my avi Allah, they want to in a bottom line. What's the aloha with kedushin with one witness? So Rav Khan, I'm an Ein Khan took the party line. That is no, there's no concern whatsoever. Rav Papa, Amr Khoshna Kedushin. Rav Papa said, no, no, we have to be concerned. Rav Papa was machmir. Now, the, 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 there is a machlokas in the achronim over here. Doesn't mean where they both the Hasan Kala supporting the one aid or not. That's a discussion. But either way, Rav Papa said, that you have to be concerned. So Amalei Rav Ashi Lev Kahana. Rav Ashi said to Rav Kahana, my daitach, what's the reason that you hold it's no good? He says, the chorah, because the alphas davar davar mi moment. Because you say that it uses the word ervas davar, and I use the word davar by moment, al pishnaim edim yakum davar, and therefore, just as by mamon, we, in order to cause money to transfer hands from one to the other, you have to have two edim. So therefore, to change, effectuate any type of change, by erva, you also have to two. That's the chorah, what you're saying. He says next follow, but if you're going to compare it to Mammon, we know that by Mammon, Hodas Baldin Kameh Edim, the admission of the, uh, of the defendant is considered to be like 180. So if you say to Reuben, you owe me money, and he says, I do, even without Edim, his admission is valid. Well, if you're going to compare the situation of money to the situation of, the, of, of you're comparing Mammon to the case of Erva, and that's why you say you normally need two witnesses. So admission, Chassan Kala show up and they say, or the Chassan shows up and says, I admit, so the Chayrash, why, why, by money it's admission works, so why here does admission work, should work also without witnesses? It works like a hundred witnesses if you admit by money. So therefore, Afghan Hadaz Baldin should be like Me'edim. So the big difference is like this. When I admit by money, the only one that's being hurt is me. The person making the admission. But if you are saying an admission that you're saying by, by uh, a situation where there's an erva involved, that erva actually impacts negatively on a whole, on, on, on the whole surrounding area, on everybody, not just on. Someone says, "I'm a lay hasam You're not affecting negatively anybody. But hacha, but in the case of one of the parties, admit that there was a kedushin. So then it does affect others, and since it does affect others, therefore you are not believed. All right. So because if if if, if she's married. Right? Then, then no one is, no one's had relations with her. So the bottom line is, then your admission is not accepted. All right, let's go on. Let's, let's go right. So the says as follows. Mar Zutra Rav Adab Sabo Bnei Rav Mari Bar Isser. So these, Mar Zutra and Rav Adab were the two sons of Mari Bar Isser. Palik Nechsaib Hadadadi. Then when they divided up the father's Yerusha, they did it amongst themselves without having witnesses present. And then the question they wanted to know, did we do the right thing? 
Meaning, is there a need for witnesses to make it a legal division? Or the fact that we just both agreed to do it this way, that is enough to make it a legal division. So Azakam made the Rav Ashi, the Kendra Vashi, Amrulay, they said, Alpishnaim Adim, Amrachmana. The Torah says generally for financial matters, you have to have two witnesses. Is it the Is the purpose of it? Because you want to make sure one of them is not going to back out and lie in order that it should not be able to be reversed. But but because we have such uh, uh, trust in one another, we know that no one of them is not, not, neither one is going to come, neither one of us are going to come and renege, so therefore it should be okay. Or maybe that it's not considered to be a legal transaction without having witnesses there, and therefore what we did, as much as there's goodwill between us, maybe it's still ineffective because it requires witnesses. So he said like this, so At least for financial matters, the purpose of witnesses is to avoid liars. And therefore, if you guys are completely... Uh, have that trust in one another that there's going to be no reneging, then what you did is binding and there is no need to re, uh, reassess and do it again. Okay, let's go weiter. Says more like this, I'm a buyer. So buyer is going to give us three rulings here. He says, an Eid Echad says to a person, a guy just had a gewaldig estate, comes out happy, full, and an and Eid Echad walks over to him and says, Rebid, you just violated an Issachare's that was chaylev, okay? Now, the Gmarin Gittin says that if you contradict the guy and you say, uh-uh, there was no way that that was chaylev, so therefore there's not even a shayla, no korban, no nothing. But the case over here was valoshosek, that the fellow who ate the steak is quiet. Now, the question is, what does that silence represent? If that silence represents, in his mind it, could have been chaylev, now he has to bring a korban. Because a chiv kores, you did b'shogeg, you have to go bring a korban. Now obviously if he did a b'mezid, there's no korban b'mezid, so if he's just calling him out that you just did not very b'mezid, the guy knows I did some b'mezid, we're not discussing that situation. We're talking about that he was silent. Do we tell him now, you were silent, you know, you have to go bring a korban. Neman, the witness is believed, says Abayah, you are believed, his silence is an admission, but not admitting that he ate chaylev, admission that there is a possibility that it was chaylev and he would have to bring a korban. Tanatuna, and this is supported by a Mishnah. What's the Mishnah saying? Krisus? It says, that uh, the eight echad said, you, uh, a person came and said, you ate chaylev, and he denies, he said, I did not eat chaylev. Potter, there's no offering abroad. You can't make him bring an offering. Time to but you see there because he directly contradicted the eight echad. Ha ishtik, but it's mashma, if you would have been quiet, then what? Then you believe the Eid Echad and would have to bring a Korban. So it'd be Mehemen. So that's the ruling that Abayah just said. So Abayah's ruling is supported and inferred from the Mishnah increases. Amr Abayah, ruling number two. Amr lo Eid Echad, nitmu secho. The guy is eating, we're going to see, he's eating chulin. But there are people who used to eat chulin at a level of tahara. To make sure it wasn't tummy, okay? So, but, so, so, um, Witness Eid Echad comes over to him and says, you know, the food that you thought was tar that you were eating is actually Tameh. And the person keeps quiet. Neman, he's believed, okay? He has believed that that food is Tameh. There is no real repercussion other than the fact that he should not continue eating it if he wants to hold his level of state of Tumah. 
Now, Vatanatuna, this is also supported by a Mish, uh, this actually is a Brysa, it was taught in a Brysa. Eid that one A told him your foods that, are tum, uh, that you thought were Torah are actually Tomeh. Valo Omer, lo nitmu. And he says, no, they're, they're not Tomeh, Potter. Meaning the pre existing assumption was it was Tahar. One A can't change what I, the Chazaka, that it was Tahar. Time of the Amar Lo, but that's only because you contradicted him. It's Mashma, if you would have been quiet, Hainit Ishtik, Mehemen, then the eight witnesses would be believed. You have to deal with it as if it's Tommy. Now, for Amar Abaya, third teaching, Amar Lo Eidechad, Eidechad said to him, is Shorcha Nirva, the ox that you have, somebody sodomized it. All right? Now, the real impact on that is going to be not as big as you think. Normally, if Adam testified that somebody's ox was involved in an act of sodomy, you have to stone the ox. Same ruling as you do, the, but here it would be one aid. So you cannot stone the ox because of one aid, but it will disqualify it from being able to be brought as a korban in the base of Mikdash. That's the impact it will have. And the owner is quiet. Neman, the witness is believed, and you cannot bring this as a korban in the base of Mikdash. But Tanatuno, this is supported by the following Mishnah. Says, Shenevra Ba'avera, if an animal that an Avera was done with, someone sodomized or it was acted as, uh, it itself, sodomized a person, it, uh, or Shehemis, or it killed a person. If an animal killed a person, it also has to be stoned. So therefore, if, 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 if Eid Echad showed up and said that, uh, that, that you have an animal over here, we'll see the cases exactly, we'll see. It says, Shenevra Ba'avera, Shehemis, or that it can, I'll be Eidechad, whether the information was given to us by one witness, or I'll be a violent, or if the owner himself says, I saw it happen without an Eidechad, but he's admitting that that happened with his animal. So Nehemiah is believed, and this animal becomes disqualified from the carbon. Now, one wants to know, hi, I'll be Eidechad, what exactly was the case of the one aid? What was the case? Is one aid showed up. Now, if he's admitting, yeah, I admit that that's what happened, then that's the next case. The next case, or it come, then it's not coming from the Eid Echad. Then the reason why it's become disqualified because the owner admits. You don't need the Eid Echad. So it can't be talking about where the owner's admitting to the Eid Echad because that's the next case, right? I'll be Atzmo. So I know I'll be Abam. That's I'll be Abam. So what's the case? El Elav, the Shosek. Because it can't be that he contradicts. Because we said when he contradicts an Eid Echad, then you don't accept it. Must be that he's quiet. So now the the cheddish is that since he's quiet, that's considered to be as a passive admission, and therefore we accept what the eight echad says, and that supports what Abai said. Now the one who wants to know why is Abai telling me the same thing in three different scenarios? The first scenario was concerning chaliv. Second scenario was concerning the your yochulin is tameh. And the third case was your animal is disqualified from a carbon because it, had, it was involved in an act of sodomy. But Trich, we need all three cases, and it's not, they're not redundant. Why? If you only had the first case where witnesses uh, would testify that he ate the chalib, so we could say it's like this. It's maybe over there, him being silent actually shows that the witness, the Eid Echad is correct. Because what is gonna be the result of him being silent? It means he has to bring a carbon. Now, if he in fact disagrees with it, he would end up having to bring Chulin Ba'azara. He'll bring a carbon that is not allowed in the, 
Because if there's no real, if there's no need for the carbon, right? And that's a problem that you're bringing the carbon. What's that? Then yeah, that's a problem. So obviously, in such a case, the silence has to be accepted as not, an admission. He's not gonna. He's not gonna he would not allow. Right. Would not so allow so that so therefore that's as far over there. So he loved the Kimle Benafshi. If it wasn't that he himself did believe that there is the strong possibility that he ate chaylev, and now he says, you know what, <laughs> that, that taka was, could have been chaylev, I agree what he's saying. Because otherwise, he would not put himself in a situation, he wouldn't bring chulim bazarah. But if it were just that your, now your food was tame, your food was tame, there's really, you could argue, there's no real downside. Okay, fine, I'll put it away, and I'll eat it only when I'm tame. I won't eat it when I'm tame. I mean, like, his silence doesn't show necessarily that He's uh, corroborating what the aid echad was said. That the fact that he's keeping quiet, he says, listen, I don't know if he's right, it's not right, I don't mean that he's necessarily telling the truth, but it's not impacting me on that negative. So therefore, I don't have to speak up one way or the other, because you have, therefore, there's no need to contradict him, all right? Why in the case where the guy says, Not the animal you ate. You have to bring, if you, if you ate chalev, you have to bring a carbon chatas. Oh, and so if he has a suffix, so next thing, so I trust the, uh, you would, you would, uh, you're obviously saying I trust what the Eid Echad said, and I'm going to bring a, because if I didn't, I wouldn't put myself in a situation, I'm going to bring chulim azaro. I got you. Right. But here, it's not necessarily that you're trusting the Eid Echad, because there's no real downside over here. To have a chazileh be made tumah, it's okay for made tumah. Now, okay, that's why you have to say that no, that the Allah is that even in, 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 in the, the saying, the, the, the silence by the second case also is that it shows that you believe the Eid Echad. Now, if you had the second case, which shows over there that your silence is an admission, because at the end of the day, there is a reason to argue because, okay, who says everybody wants to say, okay, I'm not going to eat it now for the, this food and I'll put it aside. First of all, who says it's food that could be put aside? And even so, that's a great inconvenience, not a small inconvenience. But by the, uh, by the case, when it comes someone says, your animal's an act in a Sodom. We don't execute the animal. The most is you can't bring it as a carbon. Not bring it as a carbon. A lot of animals can't come as a carbon. You might think that that itself is not a reason to argue. Kamash Malan, that even there we believe the guy. That's the point. So Mara says like this, Iyash ha, mishum In the second case, there is some inconvenience that could be viewed as a bigger inconvenience because he's not able to eat, he wouldn't be able to eat it when he's tar. That's why he should speak up and argue if he doesn't believe it's true. Aval and the fact he didn't means that we admit that it's an admission. But Aval Shoroi Nirba, when somebody comes and says your ox was sodomized, so Meima, you could say that a person says to him, I'm a Kalashvar in love, look out of Mizbeach. I mean, not all animals are brought on the Mizbeach, so it's not a big deal to me. And therefore, the fact you're silent, you could argue maybe, doesn't show that the Eid Echad is to be believed. Kamash Malah, that even then, the Eid Echad is to be believed. That's why Abai had to give us all three scenarios. Srikha, therefore, Abai has to show in all three cases, your silence is corroborating the Eid Echad. Ibai Lahu. Shiva had the following Shaila. Somebody comes up and says, I saw your wife was unfaithful and the husband is quiet. Do, do we say that therefore his silence corroborates the testimony and then talk of a man who wouldn't be able to continue living with his wife, right? So why it says like this. So therefore that, that's, the, that's the Shiloh over here, right? 
So Moshe says, Amr Abai and Neaman. Abai says he is believed. That silence, and therefore you're not going to let the husband live with the wife anymore. Now, if he said, you're out of your mind, that never happened, so then as an Eid Echad, it would not have that impact. But he didn't say it. He kept quiet. Says Abaya, his silence is justifying the testimony and he's also to his wife. Rava Amar, Rava says, Eidan He's not believed. Why? Because at the end of the day, that testimony is being given as a davar shebe'erva. Ve'en davar shebe'erva, b'chazna'ah. And to effectuate some type of change on an erva level, you cannot do that with one witness. It requires two. So to create that she's asura to her husband because of an act of arias, of an ashes ish, can't do that without two witnesses. And therefore, she would not be also, he would not be also to her. Now, I'm rabbi, I'm mana aminala. So Abai says, how do I know I'm right? And not Rova. How do I know that one witness would be believed if the uh, husband kept quiet? He's like this. Samia, there was a blind person. That he was involved in arranging the Talmudic sources, the text, the Talmudic text in front of Shmuel. He knew everything by heart. He had a great memory. And he used to say over to Shmuel. Yomachad Naga, one day was getting late. And he, wasn't, he didn't show up. So Shmuel sent a messenger to go and find out what happened to the blind guy. While the shliach took one road, he went to the house in one road, the blind man missed him because the blind man took a different path and came to the base medrash from the other path. When the shliach came back from having come to the house, he said, I walked into the house and lo and behold, his wife was being unfaithful. She was being mazan with another man. So that came before Shmuel, the blind man came and said, what am I supposed to do with that? All right? So if, listen, if you trust the shliach that he's telling you the truth, so then Zilafka, you have to divorce her. But Eli, but if you don't trust him and you don't think he's a trustable, he's a right, then let Abuk, then don't divorce her. So Mara says like this, now Abaya wants to bring his proof. He's my love, Imehem and Allah to love Gazlanahu. He's a choro, what Abaya was, what, 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 what Shmuel was telling him, that if you trust this guy, that, that he's not a thief, that he's not a guy that uh, is, has, has, that is, is it you know, of a reputable character? Then, then, then you don't have to listen to him. But if you do trust him, so, but what? It's, an, it's only an eight echad. So this is uh, a kasha. Uh, how could you go ahead and say uh, she, uh, wrong? Uh, that's that's what Shmuel says. You see, so that's what Rabbi says. You see from the ruling of Shmuel. Yeah, 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 okay. So, so Rava says no. That's you, you, that's not how I interpret the story. Rava said like this: What was what what Shmuel was telling him is you need to aid him to change the status of your wife. But if you trust this guy, like to aid him, meaning you ha- are sure that in your heart of hearts, this guy is like to aid him, so you know for a fact that she did something, then, then, you, then you should go divorce her. But, it, but under normal circumstances, if it's only one aid, then you would not be required to go ahead and divorce her. Zil Avka, but not, but Elo, but if you don't have him, so you don't trust that everything he says, like two aid him are telling you, then it's only one aid and you would not be required to go ahead and let Avka, you're not. Means legally you're not required to divorce her, it's only one aid. But if you literally think that what he's saying is true, you know for a fact, like two aid him telling you, then you'd have to divorce him. So therefore, that's how, that's how Rava's deflecting. But Amr Abaya, Minamin, again, Rava wants to, Abaya wants to bring another proof. The Sanya we learned in a brisa. 
There was a story with Yanai the king. He went to the region of Kuchlis, that was in the desert. He went to war there and he conquered 60 cities. And he was so happy on his way back that he gathered together all the Chachamim of Yisrael and he said to him, Our fathers, when they were building the base of Migdash, they were eating rashes of salted vegetables. They would eat salted vegetables. Let's sit down and have a meal eating salted vegetables. In order to remember our forefathers who built the base of Mikdash. And he brought them Meluchim, salted foods, on the tables of gold. And they feasted. So there was a certain person there, Ish Late, he was a cynic, Levra, evil hearted individual, Oblial, person without laws, without, without uh, rules. Elazar ben Paira Shmo. His name was Elazar ben Paira. Vayomer Elazar ben Paira liYanai Melech, and he said, "This Elazar said to Yanai. He said, Yanai Melech, Libam shall prushim alecha. Their hearts are really against you, meaning they look like they're enjoying you, but they, in their hearts, they have they have negative feelings towards you." So Yanai said, "My Esther." He said, "What could I do to prove that? I don't know if you're saying the truth." So Hakem lahem betzit shebein enecha. He says, "What you should do is." Go in front of them wearing the tzitz. Now, Hiyanai was a king. He also happened to be, his father was a kayan. So put on the tzitz like the kayan gadol, and that will force them to have to stand. See, they give you the respect like the kayan gadol, will they stand before you? He caused them to stand by putting the tits between his eyes. There was a certain zok, and one of the skenim was there. For Yehuda ben Gadidio, his name was Yehuda ben Gadidio. Vayomer Yehuda ben Gadidio, Yana Melech. He was upset what Yana was doing. He said, Yana Melech, Rabbechel Kesemachos. What is it not enough for you? You have the crown of kingship. Leave the crown for true, true, uh, uh, the true offspring of Aaron. Because there was a rumor that the that that his wife, his mother, before he was born, had been captured uh, by Gentiles in Modim, which then, when the father married her, would make him disqualified because she would have status of a zona. All right. Now, however. The truth of the matter is that when they went back to clarify what actually happened below Nimtza, it was not verified, it was not justified that his mother had been captured. But the bottom line is, you see the message that was evoked, so it shows that the Chachamim had negative feelings toward that he was trying to take the Kahuna as well. And he, and he banished them, kicked them out of the party, all the Chachamim. He continued this Yelazar, wicked guy. He said, What you just did, kicking him out of the party, which any Yisrael would do that. Someone, uh, somebody would go ahead and cast aspersions of the mother. But you're the king. And you're the king. That's all you do. Right? My sister, Yana said, what should I do? Uh, he says, Rome sent. If you listen to me, crush them, kill them. Uh, so Yana said, we're talking about them. These are the Chachamim. What's going to be with the Torah? He said, what are you talking about? What's going to be Torah? That's in the, it's in the, it's in the Aron Kodesh. We have the Torah. We don't need them. We have the Torah. Anyone wants to study Torah? Go and let them study Torah. So I'm Rav Nachmar Yitzchak. You know, we're reflecting on the story. He said, At that moment, Apikursus entered into the mind of Yanai. Because Havilah, what he should have said, all we have lying in the, sto- in, in the, in the Aron Kodesh is the Torah of Aksav. We need the Chachamim for Torah Shabbat Peh. 
So therefore, my, what's going to happen to Torah Shabbat He didn't do that. means he, he, there was a, a Yapi Kursus that he didn't believe in Torah Shabbat at that moment. Because of Barnes, evil burst forth. And Yanai went and executed all the Chachamim. Right. And the world was, was astounded, was, 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 without, was empty. Without, uh, without having Torah, Shimon was the brother-in-law. Shimon Benshatah's sister was married to Yanai. She, he escaped and he was hiding. And he was able to bring back through his learning and studying the Torah to its former standing. What happened over here with his mother? They thought that his mother was captured and, and, and then they found out that she's not. What was exactly this scenario? If originally there were two witnesses saying we saw that she got captured, and then two came and said that she had not been captured. So then the Chorus are two against two. Why are you relying on any two? It should still remain a suffix, right? So says, so why are you relying on the first? Why are you relying on the second? To rely on the first. Ella must be was an eight echad. Eid Echad, right, what happened was, one Eid said she was captured, and then the way they overrode it is two came and said she wasn't. But you see, though, the one Eid originally was strong enough to put it in a situation that, that he would become disqualified. So this is what Bayez says. You see, Eid Echad, even in by Erva, Eid Echad could be believed. So Moses says, You see that the reason is because it was only, only you took away because it was contradicted by the two. Halavach, it wouldn't be contradicted by the second two. Mehemon, and this is what Abaya wants to bring as a raya. So Rabbi said, no. He says, so you see, you see Znus, you can believe with one egg. Rabbi said, no, you don't have that. It was all of trade against trade. It was two against two. But what happened over here, the second two were not directly contradicting. There would be Mazim. If two said, you were with us, we believe the second two over the first two. It was a case of Hazama, and that's why the second two were believed on the first two. Hachanam Hazama was a case of Hazama. The Ibai's Amen, there's another way you can get out of this, is is you could learn the story the way Rabbi Yitzchak understood it. What happened was Shitaka was captured, but before they could violate her, the Chachamim were able to sneak, or the, 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 the uh, whoever it was, those who wanted to liberate her, snuck in a Shifcha to substitute for her. So she was able to get out before she was violated, and that's why they could testify that she wasn't violated. But again, it had nothing to do with Eid Echad, you can't bring Mariah that what Eid Echad believed that she was violated. Okay, gentlemen, come over here. I have a question.